This is episode 78 of the Know Your Place podcast. On this week's episode, we talk about hidden walkability in Lexington and Louisville, Kentucky. Stay tuned. Charles Altendorf back here with the Know Your Place podcast, and on uh, this week's episode, uh, it's kind of a uh, a response video, <laughs> except I don't do video as well as the guy I'm responding to, so I'm not even going to attempt to, <laughs> uh, but uh, it is a response to a YouTuber, his name is City Nerd, and it's also a response to a sort of request by one of the fans of the show. What's going on, Malik? Um, uh, yeah, I call him Malik, I, I guess. I, I always thought, you know, never mind. Anyway, so uh, basically, uh, City Nerd uh, did a really interesting video, and I'll link it in the description, and you should definitely check it out. Uh, but basically, he had a... Sort of, I don't even know how to call it. I don't want to say hidden gem because this guy is definitely more pro walkability and anti car than I am. But um, he did a thing of like cities that were known for not necessarily being the most uh, pedestrian friendly that actually had like really pedestrian friendly neighborhoods in them. And, uh, you know, that. Um, you know, that could be a lot of cities, right? But he had sort of this thing where he took, like, the city's overall car dependency score and compared it against neighborhoods that were walkable and had a, quote, grocery store in them. And he, uh, by doing that, he looked for the ones with the biggest difference. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I do kind of agree with his findings to an extent. Um but he uh, it was really interesting so he put both Lexington and neighborhoods from both Lexington and Louisville in there and but he he caveated it prior to saying about Louisville that he doesn't he was kind of shocked that they had such a high car dependency score and i kind of agree with him on that to some aspect uh and i was pretty shocked actually he knew anything about these places because he's definitely a coaster i believe i believe i i think he when he recorded he was in oregon but i don't think he he's actually from oregon but he's definitely a coaster i think he's from seattle i don't know wherever he's from he he's definitely not uh you know a midwesterner uh <laughs> anyway uh or a southerner um we got that weird problem in kentucky where you know, we can't make up our mind what we are. But anyway, um, so he did this little thing, and he, and he was interesting. He said he wasn't sure whether or not he would consider Lexington or Louisville car dependent. And I'm going to, I guess for my audience who's not in Kentucky, uh, I, I would like to see your reaction in the comments section. You know, do you consider Lexington and Louisville, uh, was your preconceived notion that they are car dependent cities? I think part of it is really since we're kind of known for horse racing, is there still like some people out there that think that like we, we all still ride horses? Uh, surely not. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, anyway, in into the gist of the topic. So 
I think the thing you'll find about Lexington in Louisville is uh, now Louisville's uh, about twice the size of Lexington in pop in in sort of population and in land area too. It, it might be more than twice in land area, but th you, the thing you'll find is like yes, there are road networks and both of them have loops and two loops of the cities. Although Louisville has two very well defined freeway loops, whereas Lexington kind of has two that are part freeway and part not in points and Louisville has areas that are gridded and uh you know I would say more thoroughfares whereas Lexington basically is spokes on a wheel and uh you know there's kind of infill in between all the spokes but the thing you'll find is like so yeah in that aspect like it's car dependent to get out of either one of these cities to go somewhere for the most part right but there are definitely pockets within both cities where you don't need to own a car and can get around fairly easily to everything without a car and i think this this concept i think part of the reason why this is so hard for people who aren't from around here to understand is like if you look at some other cities that people think are like really transit good cities, like um, I was, for instance, I was looking at well, like DC for example. Okay, so DC has a subway, right? And obviously, Lexington and Louisville ain't gonna ever pay for any light rail. There's there's talk that happens sometimes, but it, ain't, it probably ain't happening. But you know, okay, so for DC for example. Yes, you do have to take a long ride to get out to Dulles, but Reagan National was like right next to downtown, right? So if you really had to get out of town using transit and get out quickly, you could, right? Or even in New York, like LaGuardia, you know, again, LaGuardia, Newark, and JFK, I guess they're all kind of a little bit, they are, LaGuardia is kind of more in the middle of town, right? And then, um... I'm trying to think of another one people really think of as like having good transit. You know, uh, I don't, I can't think of where Portland's airport is relative to Portland, but like uh, Chicago is another great example. Its main train hub is downtown, and then while well, O'Hare's kind of on the edge of the city, uh, Midway's kind of more in the middle of the city, but both of them are really relatively quick subway rides, too. So, you know, again, there's just, it, I think because the main way to exit both Lexington and Louisville is sort of on the edge of town and not really a quick transit ride, people just automatically assume, well, I can't get into town very easily without a car, so therefore it must be an area where people have to be very dependent on a car, and that, again, it's not necessarily true depending on where you live within these places, so... Uh, the two neighborhoods he talked about, we'll get into those, and then I guess we'll talk a little bit more about other places in each city, but, so the first one he brought up, I thought was actually very obvious, and I thought he actually rated it lower than I would have, uh, he rated it below the one he brought up in Lexington, and I actually think it's, 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 it may be more walkable than, uh, the one he brought up in Lexington, although there's one in Lexington, I think, that does rival it, and that's the neighborhood of the Highlands. I've been there multiple times, and pretty much anyone from Louisville will, will say that's the best neighborhood in Louisville. Like, that's the most fun. That's the thing with all the stuff. It's the hip area, and all this and that. And basically, it's centered on this main avenue called Baxter Avenue, 
and you know, there's some stuff along Bardstown Road too, and there's like parks behind it, and there's um, you know, there's there's shopping and restaurants and dining all littered along it, and it's very easy to walk around. There's, I mean, mostly narrow streets, and the ones that do have cars on them are pretty. The cars aren't rolling down at like sixty miles an hour or something, and yeah, I mean, it's great, and it's on an easy transit. It's an easy bus ride to downtown from. Uh, so yeah, it's a very um, it's a very pedestrian friendly area. You you could live there and never need a car, and um, you know it's nice. I mean, it's nice, and it has a fair bit more of density maybe than I'd say these areas in Lexington I'm gonna bring up. But um, you know, it's a it's a it's a good little spot. It's a good little spot, and like I said, it was kind of weird to me that like. I don't know. I understand why probably both Lexington and Louisville get car, high car dependency scores, but like, yeah, you absolutely could live in the Highlands without ever using a car. Like, <laughs> it wouldn't be hard to, uh, especially now in this day and age where stuff gets delivered to your door a lot. So, um, anyway, yeah, uh, the Highlands is definitely one, and, uh, the other thing that's interesting about Louisville in particular is it's actually cut up not by uh, – Lexington's cut up in a different way. Louisville's kind of cut up by railroad tracks and freeways. So, like, there's other neighborhoods that had to become self-sufficient like the Highlands because there just isn't an easy connection to another part of town. And if you live within the center of those areas, uh, you definitely – you you can get by without uh, having a car, and I, I think I think if I remember, you know, I have some friends that live in I think the neighborhood the name of the neighborhood's like Butchertown or somewhere that's right off of downtown by the uh, by the new soccer stadium. And again, you know, there's there's okay, there's a neighborhood like called uh, Clifton that has a lot of stuff in it, but I think his his one thing was you had to be able to get to a grocery store, and I'm not exactly sure there's an easy access grocery store now i know out on the east end of town uh for a while my parents lived near uh the area where uh there like the paddock shops area and i think there's a grocery store in there and yeah if you live there you could you could walk and never need a car but it would be hard to get into downtown if you, for some reason, needed to get into downtown. Uh, it would take a little while. So, again, there, there are definitely parts that are not very uh, car-dependent. And then, oh yeah, St. Matthew's, of course, is completely self-sufficient. If you lived in the middle of St. Matthew's, but that's technically a, its own entity and not part of local. Um... <laughs> You know, you wouldn't need a car in the middle of St. Matthews. Um, so, but yeah, anyway, most of, there, there's little pockets, like I said, because of the way Louisville split up, that you, you don't need a car. And, you know, I, uh, I think there are cities out there in America that are definitely more car dependent. Sidewalks don't connect. There's no... The thing is, some of these neighborhoods, you know, they almost have, like, a square thing. Now, Cincinnati's got more of these like that, but, you know, they almost have a square thing. So you don't—you are, like, self-sufficient from the other parts of town more so than you are in other cities. 
But again, I haven't, I haven't spent as much time in some of these neighborhoods. I also would spend a lot of time down over in Valley Station. And if you lived like right next to the Meyer in Valley Station, well, heck, you wouldn't need a car either, you know. So I, I think the other thing is like these areas that are less car dependent in uh, Louisville are in Lexington may not be as glamorous as like what people are used to in somewhere like New York or DC. So that's also probably why they get dinged some, but like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> once again, I hate to harp on this, but like you don't, you wouldn't really need a car in these areas. You could, you could get around fine. Um, it just, you know, you, you may be walking for 20 minutes, bring you may have to walk for five minutes all the way to the end of the parking lot of the Kroger and out of it to get back to the street. But you know, is what it is. Now, as for Lexington, um, so this was kind of really wild. This threw me for a loop. So when he was going to bring up a walkable neighborhood in Lexington, I immediately assumed he was going to bring up Chevy Chase because that's the neighborhood everyone who lives in Lexington talks about and everybody lives near. I mean, it's got Woodland Park right next to it. It's got the big fancy Kroger in the middle of it. And, you know, there's there's offices in it there's everything you you literally would never need to leave live leave chevy chase if you grew up there right you could even walk to the university from there you could you could get like a doctorate and never leave that neighborhood <laughs> which um you know that's kind of crazy you could get a doctorate and never leave that neighborhood but um i think the reason why he didn't bring it up and again i don't know what the, the scores thing is is all these neighborhoods he brought up on there, you could still get a house for like 300k or less, and I don't think there's any in Chevy Chase that you could get less than that that aren't like completely run down shacks. You know, I mean, you can definitely rent in a fourplex with people, you know, for a reasonable amount of money, but yeah, like the actual actual you own your own homes around there, yes, they're very steep and expensive. Um, so that, that might've been why it wasn't mentioned, but the neighborhood he mentioned, he called it, uh, South Hill. And, uh, he was talking about this area, um, on Maxwell and high street, sort of, um, South of downtown and, you know, historic South Hill. That's, that's what the moniker was. It's off of Maxwell High, bounded by Limestone and Broadway. I mean, absolutely. And what really bolstered this area was Target, of all people, decided to come in and do a little urban Target experience there and stuck it in a regular street corner. And it has a little bit of a grocery store thing in it. And, I mean, my goodness, does that bolster that area. Because that was the one thing that area was missing, was there was not a grocery store. Because every time they tried to put one in like a mile or two to the south in the shopping center there, it would fail. They had like three different ones fail. But I think because this one's got a little bit of a lower impact to it, it's not as much overhead that the target survives well. And it's got all the selection of a target, you know, just on sort of a smaller scale. Like instead of ten things of something in it, there's like five or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, there you're next to a hospital, a target, and you're right off of downtown. You're, you're like two blocks south of downtown, you're two blocks north of the college, and, you know, I mean, there's just endless amounts of work, and food, and bars, and whatever, 
that you can walk to very easily. And the big thing about this area is, yeah, I mean, it's kind of dense, but it's not really that dense yet, too. So, like, you, you're not as overwhelmed, necessarily, if you wanted to be a little bit less dense. Oh, and I forgot to mention, Caddy Corner to the boundary of this at Broadway and High, they just built that new entertainment complex, Lexington Live, and then the Farmer's Market sets up over next to that every once in a while. So, I mean, you got a lot going on there. And it's kind of, you know, it's interesting because... I don't think historically that area was really seen as desirable <laughs> and um, it's, you know, and I didn't, it never even crossed my mind because when I was in college, it didn't have half of that stuff in it that it does now, but yeah, it's desirable now. You can bet you, I mean, there's a lot to do there. And like I said, it's still kind of affordable because it hasn't, it didn't get built up very quickly because it wasn't a traditional spot that people went. So um, yeah. And then I just sort of wanted to, touch on the sort of wider subject of, you know, when I was in college at UK and I lived in Lexington, I didn't have a car until my senior year. And most of the time it wasn't a problem unless I was trying to leave town. I mean, there's plenty, cause I could just hit the bus and go down the main Nicholasville road drag and get to virtually everything I needed. And like I said, there's a grocery store that was like a 10 minute walk from campus, uh, you know, a big Kroger and there's all kinds of stuff, you know, within an easy walk of campus. And even when I moved back to town, you know, I was living in an apartment for a while and working on the same spoke. It's called Richmond Road. It's the old Main Street in Lexington. And I didn't need a car then. I would drive it sometimes, and sometimes I'd just leave it home and take the bus because the bus runs in 30-minute intervals. On During the day, it runs in 30-minute intervals. At night, it gets a bit trickier. That's when you'd really like to have a car, except for if you're in the radius of the trolley they have downtown. But... You know, again, I could just ride it and be be to work. And, you know, I worked at one end of, of the line and sort of towards the other end and be at work in 15 minutes. You know, and there's a lot of stuff. My friend lives off of Mitchin Road in an area called Idle Hour. And there's a. The only thing that area doesn't have is it doesn't have a grocery store. It's got a Walgreens, a. Chick-fil-A, a Fazoli's, a mega church that moved into the old, uh, <laughs> it moved into the old, uh, mall there, and it's got, um, a really, you know, nice new park, and, you know, there's a lot of stuff there you can walk to, and there's even a couple of old industrial warehouses behind it, too, so you could really work there, in theory, and never have to leave, and you wouldn't necessarily need a car, and there's a school behind there, too, there's an elementary school right in the middle of it, so, yeah, I mean, basically it boils down to, I think both Lexington and Louisville can be walkable if you want them to be, but you still have the flexibility of also not having to pay a lot to own a car in either one. So you could, you have the flexibility of doing both, which actually is very advantageous, and I think some cities aren't that way. You know, I don't think uh, there, there are some cities where... Basically, it's one way or the other. Like, New York, for example, it's very expensive to own a car in New York. But it's very easy to get everywhere in transit. Uh, it's kind of expensive to own a car in Chicago, although not as bad as New York, but it's very easy to get everywhere in transit. I think Lexington has a good... A good Lexington and Louisville both have a good mixture of it, but you uh, you have to... You'd have to live in certain parts of town. I, I now live outside, barely outside of Lexington, so I, I do use a car. But even then, 
you know, if I could get a lift into town, I wouldn't need one once I was there. I'd just know where to go, or I wouldn't need one once I got into town. So, uh, yeah, I think it's you could find areas. You just have to be willing to pay perhaps a little bit more in housing and, you know, be sort of flexible about how exactly you would do it. But, you know, they are they are fairly – they are not – I think they get a mis – they got a misnomer. I think they were labeled a little bit too harshly – car dependent like he said and I, I don't think they quite are as bad anyway let me know what you think in the comment section did you think lexington and louisville were car dependent cities do you have experiences in them that make you say no you definitely need a car to live in these cities uh let us know talk to you all later and thanks to the city nerd and malik for the interesting topic bye check out the know your place podcast on soundcloud at soundcloud.com slash know your place podcast all one word or on facebook at facebook.com slash know your place podcast all one word and we will be coming soon to youtube and itunes and maybe another social media platform near you special thanks to my wife sarah and jay graff for the riff Bye.